Hello, this is Nikta from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 8th of August. Kashmir is still dominating national news today after Pakistan announced its decision to relegate its diplomatic relations with India after the scrapping of Article 370. Yesterday, Pakistan expelled the Indian High Commissioner in Islamabad and announced the suspension of bilateral trade. The country also said it would not be sending its High Commissioner-designate to India. In response today, New Delhi said its decision related to Article 370 was an internal matter. India urged Pakistan to review its measures so that normal channels for diplomatic communications are preserved. The statement said that the Indian constitution will always be a sovereign matter and quote-unquote seeking to interfere in that jurisdiction by invoking an alarmist vision of the region will never succeed. The statement further noted, and I quote, It is not surprising that such developmental initiatives that could address any disaffection in Jammu and Kashmir should be negatively perceived in Pakistan, which has utilized such sentiments to justify cross-border terrorism, unquote. According to latest reports, Pakistani authorities have stopped the Samjhota Express at the Waga border today, leaving hundreds of passengers stranded since 1pm this afternoon. Apparently, the train's crew refused to go further and demanded that the Indian crew should drive it on Indian territory. After nearly three hours, the train finally made its way to Atari after an Indian crew took charge. According to some reports, Pakistan also banned Bollywood films. Dr. Firdos Ashwik Awan, special assistant to Pakistan Prime Minister on Information and Broadcasting, was quoted as saying, No Indian movie to be screened in Pakistani cinemas. On this side of the border, Congress member and leader of opposition in the Rajya Sabha, Gulam Nabi Azad, was stopped at Srinagar airport today. According to his party men, he was asked to return to Delhi. Azad had gone to meet the city's Congress workers. Earlier today, he drew the ire of BJP for alleging that Kashmiris were bribed for appearing in viral pictures and videos with National Security Advisor Ajit Doval in Shopian district. Mr. Doval's interaction with Kashmiri locals and his pep talk to paramilitary troops was seen as an attempt to convey that Jammu and Kashmir is returning to normal. One of the most widely circulated videos had Mr. Doval having a meal on the footpath against the backdrop of shuttered shops. He flew to Kashmir on Tuesday, just a day after the centre announced the annulment of Article 370 and launched a bill for the state's reorganisation. Before flying to Srinagar today, Mr. Azad told a bunch of reporters, and I quote, Paise dekar ab kisi ko bhi saath le sakte ho. The BJP has demanded an immediate apology. Jammu and Kashmir Governor Satyapal Malik took stock of the law and order situation in the state today. In a meeting held in Srinagar, Malik reviewed arrangements for allowing people to perform Friday prayers and for the celebration of Eid al-Azha next week. The governor also said that special markets will be set up at different locations across the valley where people will be able to buy animals for Eid. Today, the Supreme Court refused the urgent hearing of a petition challenging the presidential order on Article 370. The bench, headed by Justice N.V. Ramana, said, the plea filed by advocate M.L. Sharma would be heard in due course. Sharma had sought a hearing on either August 12th or 13th. In case you didn't know, M.L. Sharma is the same lawyer known for his love for filing random PILs, most of which get rejected. He is also infamous for defending the accused in the Nirbhaya case. 
You can watch his 2013 interview with Abhinandan on News Laundry's YouTube channel. Not to judge, but some of his thoughts on women are so regressive. I can't even just go and watch the interview for yourself. The bench also declined to hear a plea filed by activist Tehseen Poonawala against the detention of political leaders and curfew imposed in Kashmir. It said that the petition would be listed before the Chief Justice of India. Poonawala had challenged the detention of former Chief Ministers Omar Abdullah and Mehbooba Mufti and Jammu and Kashmir People's Conference leader Sajad Lon, who were put under house arrest on Sunday and later detained. He also sought the withdrawal of curfew restrictions and other measures like the blocking of phones, internet and news channels in the newly created Union Territory. Appearing for Poonawala, advocate Sohail Malik said that he was not expressing his opinion on Article 370 but was seeking the withdrawal of the restrictions imposed. He added that people needed to talk to their family members and have a right to know about their well-being. Just a few hours ago, the Jammu and Kashmir State Administration announced the setting up of two helplines. Residents and students outside the state can contact their family members using these numbers. Families back in Kashmir are also using these lines to reach out. Here are the numbers. 9419028242 and 9419028251. Do read our reporter Anusuya's piece on the predicament Kashmiri students are facing after the severance of communication in the valley. Also, don't forget to listen to News Laundry's Let's Talk About episode on Kashmir where Abhinandan speaks to a host of people from military men and journalists to stone pelters and activists to get a 360 degree view of one of the most complex issues of our times. Veteran Congress leader Karan Singh said today that he does not agree with a blanket condemnation of the government's move on Jammu and Kashmir. He pointed out what he called were its several positives. Singh, who is the son of former Jammu and Kashmir ruler Maharaja Hari Singh, welcomed the union territory status for Ladakh. He also said political dialogue must continue in Kashmir to help resolve the issue. The Congress leader said he supported the abrogation of the provisions of Article 35A as the issue of gender discrimination needed to be addressed. However, he also added that the two main political parties of Jammu and Kashmir, the People's Democratic Party and National Conference should not be termed as anti-national. Previously, a number of Congress leaders including Jyotiraditya Sindhya, Dipinder Hooda, Janardhan Dwivedi and Jayavir Shergill had also expressed their confidence in the governing party's decision to revoke Article 370. Floods in several parts of the country are wreaking havoc while most of us are occupied with what's happening in Kashmir. The situation remains grim in flood-hit parts of Karnataka and Maharashtra. Around 2.5 lakh people have already been evacuated from these states. Several rivers are in spate in Andhra Pradesh. 16 deaths have been reported from western Maharashtra in the last 7 days, while the death toll in Karnataka rose to 5 since Sunday. Nearly 26,000 people have been evacuated. Nine people were killed after a rescue boat overturned in flood-hit Sangli district of Maharashtra today. While in Kerala, a red alert has been issued in four districts, Idukki, Malappuram, Kozhikode and Vayanad, following heavy spells of rain, winds and landslides across the state. A Kenyan lawmaker was kicked out of the parliamentary chamber on Wednesday for bringing her infant daughter with her. The move drew an outrage from fellow politicians and the public. 
The lawmaker Zuleika Hassan said she took her baby with her to work at the National Assembly in Nairobi after an emergency left her without childcare. In an interview she said and I quote why should I stay at home and not go to work just because of the baby why should they criminalize me for having a baby so I said I'm going to the parliament with a baby unquote She also lamented the lack of childcare facilities at government buildings and said and I quote with more young women getting into the workforce the spaces have to be more sensitive especially for younger women who are in childbearing age unquote In a video from inside the chamber a baby's soft babbling can be heard in the background as the speaker of the parliament demands that Miss Hassan leave Other members of the parliament appeared to shove one another in the center of the chamber as the squabble unfolded Well, at least now we know Indians are not the only unruly lot. Chris Omilele, the temporary speaker of the house while demanding her to leave, said, and I quote, "Those members who are crossing the floor willy-nilly must know that they are out of order." Unquote. Those who demanded Miss Hassan's removal cited a rule that bans strangers inside the chamber. They said the regulation also applied to children. Strange. It was only last September when New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern made history as the first world leader to attend the United Nations General Assembly meeting with her baby in tow. She had appeared with her 3-month-old daughter at the UN before giving a speech at the Nelson Mandela Peace Summit. We at News Laundry want to bring you details of ownership patterns in big news houses so you know where your news is coming from. To help us dig deep into the business of news in India, we need your support. Contribute to News Laundry Sena's Who Owns Your Media project. Go to www.newslaundry.com/sena and find the Who Owns Your Media project. Select your News Laundry Sena membership level and click on add and then proceed to payment. If you face any issues while paying on the website, you can also send us the money via PayPal at paypal.me/newslaundry. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.